Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 10th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. We got uh, golf back. This is this is exciting. Golf is back. We are we made it. We got through it. You know, we're not we're not through it, but we got through the golfless time, I should say. The PGA Tour is back. We should be happy about that. We should celebrate it. We should enjoy it. We will have a little fun with it. We will rain our hands about a few things. We will poke some fun at, uh, you know, maybe get angry at a few things. But like first and foremost, we should be happy and celebrate and give credit to all the parties that are trying to make this work. It is a monumental challenge, you know, at a challenge, at the challenge for the broadcast, for the tour, like good on the tour before we, you know, maybe have some fun with a few of their initiatives uh but good on the tour for getting this done good on you know cbs golf channel whoever's pitched you know figuring out how to broadcast it um and the players you know for seems like everyone jumping back in at colonial with with you know with whatever restrictions i heard justin thomas said you know these have been the longest pack meetings he's ever been a part of we want to get back but we want to make sure it's it you know what the the processes are correct. So like credit to everybody for, for getting this back in mid-June. What a fitting start that the first tournament back is called the challenge because I'm sure this was a big challenge. <laughs> yes. Yes. Profound thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We, we will get back sort of to the normal course of business here. Wednesday preview show with all our like sleeper picks, hot tips, gambling. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, that's exactly hard. what we're pivoting hard to straight DFS show here. <laughs> exactly. In our wheelhouse. We feel like that's an underserved, you know, underserved market, but, oh, we should say, you know, speaking of under, underserved markets, we might have, you tweeted it last night. We might have an alternate logo for our favorite championship in Hart Hartford. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this for two years. People, you know, ask for merch. I'm not saying lots of people are banging out, but people have asked for merch. I think w what's amusing is, and, uh, you know, the ethos of this show, one of, if not the first shirt we're going to produce or may produce. May produce. Is let's, let's keep it all speculative. It's a goofy ass alternate logo that no one asked for and might not want. I'm not sure. I'm not clear. Think, this is I don't a... think anybody wants it. The reception of it was lukewarm. I was so giddy, so excited about it. <laughs> oh, we've been we've been a little at odds on this one. We usually are in line. But uh I think it's amusing. Let's see. We'll see how the, if they fly off the shelves or not. It's a great logo. It's fantastic. It should it should be the event logo. I mean <laughs> If you got smart. your travelers. You got your travelers idea on a piece of merch. It's fantastic. Okay, so look out for that coming uh, in the next 
couple of weeks. Maybe a polo on sale for uh, for Father's Day too. Who knows? Oh, okay. We'll see. Okay. Maybe. Um, maybe. Possibly. All right. Let's jump. Let's jump right to it. Our old Wednesday tradition. Schedule. Schedule of the week. We have the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial, which will henceforth just be known as Colonial. Like, you know, credit to Schwab for whatever, jump it in here at a, an event that needed a title sponsor, but it's just Colonial, right? Yeah, the, this corporate mumbo jumbo just just hijacking all the all the history of and uh tradition of an event is it's just a sad sad reality on the pga tour all right so schedule all right there we go we're playing the hits here after their hiatus we're getting a few hits off um <laughs> schedule for the week is colonial and we have the what is it the corn fairy Challenge, Invitational, Open, something or other, Corn Ferry event. I think there at, should be a play on Diabolical. It should be the Diabolical Tournament at Dice Valley. You know how it was like, yeah, it, it, yeah. if you write about a Pete Dye course, you have to use the term Diabolical. It is a you know steadfast rule. So it's I wish this every was, time. that was on television. I, I, it's, it's also a challenge. This is? is just challenge week. Yeah. This is Challenge Week at Ponte Vedra. So the Corn Ferry Challenge at TPC Sawgrass, but that is not the stadium course. It's at Dyes Valley. So Dyes Valley. What do we know about that? Anything? It is. Is it uh, in a valley? Is it like uh, just all in a valley? Why is it called the Valley Course? Stadium Course, I understand, because they build up the mountains like a stadium. It's it's an uncomfortable place to play. A, <laughs> a lot of blind shots, some awkward okay. tee shots. You don't have to hit a ton of drivers out there. I okay. think you're gonna see, it's it's definitely one where you got to be patient. It's like all Pete Dye courses where angles do matter if you can get to the right spot where you know the green will open up or you'll get a a view of the green. And if you play kind of safer towards the safe side, you'll have a smaller landing target and a less desired angle. So I think you'll see uh, who knows who will win, but I think it'll favor patient players, which are typically a little bit more seasoned. But who knows with this layoff? I think thinking through picks this week is really tough because you you got no recent form to go off of. Who knows? I'm really excited. One thing I'm excited about yeah. is I think we're going to see a wide – we're going to see some drastic weight changes from players. Like just well, like, like no a, one's – yeah, go ahead. I think some guys are going to come back – like – the thing that they don't that I think probably goes overlooked is how many calories you burn walking golf courses like seven, six, yeah. five, six days a week like these guys did do. Yeah. And they went home yeah. for three months and probably when they played, they rode in carts and you just lose that that calorie burn that probably keeps a lot of these guys a little bit more trim. So I think we're going to see see more Husky boys. I think the Husky <laughs> boy is going to have company. <laughs> Maybe a few husky boys, maybe an absolute unit here or there. Uh, only one thick boy, though. We we haven't seen a photo of. A, I there. I have two questions. Everybody's, you know, talking about protocols, testing, how broadcasts work, gonna work. I have two questions. Can we confirm that they are giving out a car again? Because I don't know that that's clear, despite your you know continued jokes about it. And two, can has anyone seen Bryson yet? Do we have a picture of Bryson, the absolute, the, the thick boy? I, I want to see him. You know, these videos from home, 
Like I need some perspective, some context. I need him next to like a Kevin Na or a you know a, a Rory McIlroy. See, just to, to get the thickness scale, we we need some sort of context. I think he should be. He should have to do a weigh in every week too, like boxers. I bet he'd love it. Oh, he'd he be would. Giddy about it. I think that. I mean, I wanted to talk about who this break's been best for, and obviously. I think having three months off, Bryson just re- reveled in it. The fact that he could add so much mass. He's just accumulating mass like, you know, Mac <laughs> from Always Sunny, if anybody's a, a watcher of that show, where he went through the accumulating mass period. I mean, Bryson's had months now with the off season and this to accumulate mass. But, but there's a bunch of other interesting aspects of this layoff. Like, you know, there are some things it could be good for. Like Jason Day, it's probably a good thing for for him he needed is he playing he, yeah he's playing he needed okay. some time off he he was yeah what was he struggling with before that? everything yeah. i think he just was struggling with everything <laughs> do you see bryson a couple people send us this they have like some wall of autographs i think it was maybe at chris como's like studio he couldn't just sign his name he had to say like on the road to 210 he signs with its ball speed his name <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm more fascinated to watch watch him swing than how thick he is because he really seems to be adding a little mustard on the end of it. Like, you know, is he going to like do a pirouette on the follow through? Could get it's like the like, Troy boy. <laughs> I, he, he, there is a little flair there. There, he's adding. He's making sure you know he he swung as hard as he possibly could every time. It looks like. Uh, all right. In in three months, Rose has gotten rid of Anma. Anma, yeah. It's finally been enough time from we, Mr. Palmer's week for him to get get rid of that. <laughs> uh, who do you think it helped most? The layoff, like you were talking about. You, you I said mean, de- Pat, is it day? Patrick Reed. It's kind of like people are talking with this baseball layoff, like how good it's been for the the Astros. I think That's it's good point. three months has been good for Patrick Reed. It's, you know the lead. I I haven't thought about Reed and the Shovelgate until like when I was getting ready for this pod. I was like, oh yeah, Shovelgate, Patrick Reed, <laughs> Shovelgate. I forgot he had that situation. Like you well, know, there's so much other stuff going on in the world. It's literally in the back of my mind. Yeah. Okay. So schedule for the week: Colonial and Webb. Do you have an event of the week? Is I there think some we gotta sort go, of like- go with Colonial. Okay. First event back. Everybody's excited. I think this is a big opportunity for for golf. Um, obviously, with it being the first major sport really back, um, yep. major American sport really back. This is a you know there's there's a lot of pressure for them to to get it right. They're going to get good ratings, um, you know, and I think there's there's an opportunity for them to to provide some some distraction for the uh, America, which has been, you know, just a seemingly it's been just worse of worse news and, and, and events, you know, tougher, you know, just difficult times for, for America. So it's, it's just great to have this come back and provide some feeling of normalcy. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't change anything on the ground. I mean, but it is, it is a distraction. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a cure for anything. It's not a healer. It's just, it is a distraction though. It's a welcome one. Uh, I will say, you know, on a serious note, like I've been to Colonial. It was one of, one of my earlier like assignments. I spent like a week there um, for this event. It's like, 
you know me, I always go for like the small market events, Sanderson, like Detroit. I want to do well trout. Like I, I Harbor town. I love the smaller events, colonial, like Fort worth. It's, it's a community event. And that's what I love about it. It's not, um, some mega bank sponsoring something at the, at some major market where they can get the most activations on the ground. Um, it's, it's like, this is a long running, I think it's the longest running consecutive, whatever the line is longest running consecutive event on the PGA tour. It's, but it is, um, run by some good people, I think. And, uh, it is a longstanding community event. And I love that they are getting the stage here at the start, as opposed to, I don't know, I don't want to throw anyone on the bus, but as opposed to say FedEx or whatever. I, I don't know what that, that's always kind of the default <laughs> crap event. We, I, we I will on, say but. they got the stage. They are a massive. Charles Schwab is a massive sponsor of, you know, it's not yeah. FedEx, but I'd sure. imagine that it probably is number two to FedEx in terms no, of No, I meant like TP, TPC and attack that, yeah. that, that, that event, that specific event. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I just think it's cool that colonial, this, which was, this event was kind of on, you know, you know, close to maybe being lost a few the, the, when the it was Dean the and, Dean and DeLuca gate. Yeah. The $10 apple invitational, <laughs> you know, those grocery stores. One of the uh, most obscure sponsorships of all time. I, I never, I still can't ever, get over have it. Have you ever seen a Dean and DeLuca or Bendo one? They well, had I, one in Georgetown. I've always like walked by. It just looks, you know, it's expensive. Right? That was the thing that just puzzled me was that they sponsor this PGA tour event, which costs roughly $10 million. And they have yeah. like grocery stores in like two places. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't ever understand it. It's one in of Fort Worth. One of I the, think, do they have one in Fort Worth? Do they have one in Dallas? I'm not sure they do. I, or ever did. I think they're, uh, they may be out of business now, but I'm not sure. How about the Purple Mamba being in the field this week? J.J. Henry, Mr. 300. How could he not be? TCU zone. They can't, they can't knock Why the Purple Mamba. Because he he's from, he's a TCU guy. This is, a, I just talking about a community event. They got to put the Purple Mamba in. And what's the deal? Who's, who's Franklin Corpany? We covered this. He's a TCU guy. Is that accurate? So, or? Yeah, he he played well in 2012. I want to say I I pulled this up for a show a couple of weeks ago. He shot okay. some. He finished like 14th, but he hasn't played an OWGR event since 2014. And yep. and it, it it appears that he got a spot because of his his family's long legacy of membership at Colonial. His grandfather was a member. His father's a member, <laughs> and he is a member. So nothing better than. Then coming right out of the, uh, I they have a great field. They have yes. an unbelievable field at the top. It's the strongest field they've ever gotten here. What I'm disappointed, and I don't want to sound like I'm just complaining to complain, but I'm disappointed with how they rounded out this field, with given the circumstances of what's been going on. Like, you know, golf loves to toot its horn as a meritocracy. And it's just the biggest farce. It's not a meritocracy. There's so many, you know, J.J. Henry shouldn't be in this field, as well as, you know, David Frost Frost shouldn't be in this field. Uh, Keith Clearwater shouldn't be. I know there's this past champions tradition here, but sometimes tradition needs to take a one-year hiatus given the circumstances of the world and, you know, there's there's a list. There's guys with full PGA Tour status that are, you know, thirty spots down the the alternate list, and that's just not 
not good, you know? And when especially when you've got you've got 12 major medicals in the field and you've got oh about eight guys that just scratch your head like why is this guy in this field? And it's it's just I, I I say this a lot, but the PGA Tour's job should be to field the 144 best players week in week out and and this is 120 of the best players and a bunch of bunch of schmucks that shouldn't be there. <laughs> Alternates: Bo Hogue, Cameron Percy, Percy, Peter Malnati, Joe Bramlett, Hank Lebiota, Rob Oppenheimer, DJ Trahan, Ronald Donald, Sam Donald Burns, Ronald. Kyle Stanley, <sighs> Luke List. How, like, how come they're not in the field? Well, that there's a, a very good answer. JJ Henry is. Um, <sighs> Bernhard Langer. What's with Scott the senior McCarran. tour? Was that some wink wink thing, or because Schwab sponsors the senior tour? They want certain it's the Schwab sponsorship of the Chile. Olin Brown. I mean, like, what? Why do we need to see these guys play? <laughs> I, I just. It's an odd collection. Huh? David Frost. I, I want to dive. I'm excited to dive into David Frost for a flashlight at some point because it seems like he's got some wild. There's some wild tales of David Frost, but. Guess what? You know, it's 2020. I don't really need to see him the first event back in three months. <laughs> That's a good point. It's like Jen? they had the opportunity to fill this field with like, it could have been in uh, one of the best, strongest fields in PGA Tour history. It is one of the strongest fields in PGA Tour history. No? Well, the the bottom, the thing is they took, they took, a, they took 20 guys that couldn't win and put them in here as opposed to having 20 guys that could win. Yeah. And and this is the thing that always gets me with golf is like if you can't play, we're not putting you into the game in the NBA. You know, you're not sure. You're just not gonna play. Like it, they got a bunch of guys that can't play at this level that are in the field, and that's just to me stupid. As a, as a, as a casual sports viewer, if you were if you weren't like a golf diehard, you'd be like, oh, this guy's really good. He's on the. It's no, he's not. He's not good. Yeah. He was good 25 years ago. They do have, I am just giddy about seeing what kind of, is there more oversight for the anchoring? Because the, the the Champions Tour is just, it's a free-for-all, right? And it sounds like there's a lot of divisive, you know, it's divisive in the locker room. It's divisive maybe among the, the wives and the grill room. It just sounds like it's a major issue behind the scenes, but they're just not going to do anything about it at this point. Now you get down here and you've got Roy McIlroy or John Rahm or DJ, the best in the they world. They are playing with them though. With voice. No, I know, but I'm saying like, hey, that guy is anchoring. What the hell, man? Like the tour has to answer to him. Kind of, right? Like it, it just, or they're I actually on TV. Would love, I would love after I gave that rant about how they can't contend for one of them to get in contention and be anchoring down the stretch and just see what would happen. The reaction of the world. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the microscope's a little more intense here. And you've got leaders at the top of the world rankings would be like, hey, you're anchoring. Get, the, get that shit out of here. And, so. and I think it's important to to point out, like, if I was any of those guys and somebody said, hey, Andy, do you want to play for a chance at a seven whatever million dollar purse? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll go play, play for seven million dollars. So, sure. like, this is an important sure. thing to note is, like, you make the cut, you're making 40 grand. Like, 
you know, this is this is a a good oper- like it's not on the players, it's on the PGA Tour and their sponsor to, you know, it's really I think on the PGA Tour to say I know you guys are a sponsor, but given the circumstances of the world, how about we we get our our full status members in the event? Like what what does membership give you? If it doesn't right. get you an event when you've had a three a forced three month stoppage. All right. So speaking of sponsors, let's do a quick read and then we'll get to our featured groups, some one and done picks. We're back in it, man. We're back in. I might go Frank Corpington for my one and done. I dare you. I, I, I think might you dare. should go with the boy from Bratislava. I was like seriously thinking about him. Here's the thing. I have no idea who I've picked already. I very well could have picked him already. I don't I don't have the list anywhere. I don't want to duplicate here. So let's get to our, our ad read, our Wednesday ad read. We are back in the swing of things. We are. Ruck it. They came on. I think they were anticipating this being Wednesday of every tournament week. Uh, we're back. Tournament week. Ruck it. Our, our friends at uh, uh, Uh I played golf yesterday for the first time. I, I was going to ask, how did it go? It went well. It was an Ernie Els course. No Whiskey way. Whiskey Creek in Maryland. What do you make of his design philosophies? Well, There's, one thing there I were some omitted, interesting holes. One thing I, I, I omitted from the uh, from the profile was he played. There was a European tour event that they played on one of his courses. Yeah, and uh, in a post round interview, he was talking. He's like, you know, this course just doesn't really fit my eye. Oh, and you designed it? Yeah, and they're like, well, you designed the course, and he's like, did you just? Did you just uh, admit to censoring that on purpose no, from the profile? No, it, it just it got favorable. cut out. It was a post-2012. Okay. I don't okay. think he's he's got a long history of, of kind of poor designs. We see one of his designs on the PGA Tour every year at the at the, at the the famed Hero World Challenge. That's an Ernie Els design. That is. And, and uh, Wentworth, right? Well, Wentworth, Isn't he that, had was, a that hand was a botching. Chopping and, yeah. This is our ad read for Rucket. This is our ad read for Rucket. Ernie L's review. Well, you played golf. How how did it go? Uh, My touch around the greens was uh, sensational. This is no bullshit. I was I played out of my ass. I was great for me, Um, and uh, I kept getting up and down. Like all the, I was just chipping. We were playing this four ball match, and I kept putting them close in the gimme range, And, and like crushing their soul they thought the, the opposing team was up and i swear to god the the whack-a-hack nets had to have helped i and it could not have hurt i've been working on those in the backyard mostly just for fun with you know a, a beer in hand or a, a white claw or some something you know some sort of drink journeyman um and you know my touch around the greens was amazing it were not i amazing it's way too strong a word for it but it was a strength and i played very well and i think it was one of those things where you know early in the season i haven't made enough swings to screw myself up but the whack-a-hack nets i credit that um my buddy i was playing with he has a net he got a rocket net and he says it's been like a gateway drug for his kid into golf really so they've just been in their yard and now this kid who's like five six won't stop asking him to go play. I think they were going to play it for the first time last night. So again, it could be a, a way to get your kids into golf when they're confined to the backyard. The I was shocked. The big thing too is these nets are in stock. Yeah, back in stock, back in stock. So I, again, that's that's my old solid point, uh, personal experience. The chipping game is a way to actually 
have fun in your backyard with and, and sharpen a, a skill that's ideally transferable to another setting. And it was for me yesterday. The other so. thing is, you know, people are allowed to have safe, you know, responsible, small gatherings. I like haven't played the game as the game was designed to be played. Like it's like bags, yeah. but for yeah. that, I'm excited yeah. when yep. I finally have somebody over that, you know, could, yep. could feel the competent challenge against me. Yep. You know, so to, to, to play the game. There you go. I think I might be rising to that competency level. It sounds like it. <laughs> I think it. your kids might be better. You know, they'd just be hitting it at, at my neighbor's house. Trying to hit it over the fence. Yeah. Uh, okay, so thank you to Rucket for uh, hanging with us through this golfless time. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Again, it's Rucket.com. The... Uh, What's the promo code? SGS, SGS 15. 15. For 15% you, the, off uh, orders over $100 or $150. Yeah, 100 And I think uh, nets are, it's all back in stock, right? Fully stocked, just about. Don't just quote about. us on I mean, it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're thinking about getting one of these, get it because they sell out fast. They've been, these have been hot items. Yeah, and they have obviously many, many other sports. Lacrosse, mm-hmm. basketball, baseball, and sports camps are by and large canceled or you know, reduced. So that's a way that's something to do this summer. Okay. Uh, let's do featured groups for colonial. Hey, featured There's groups. There's a lot, lot to choose from. Rory McIlroy. We, we, this is early Tuesday. We don't have tea times yet. We don't have the uh, PGA Tour live schedule either, but these guys will be on it, no doubt. Featured groups, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka. A lot of there's some thickness in that group. Uh, Ricky Fowler, JT, Jordan Spieth. Ricky, the, uh, two are alive. SB2K. Are we going to get jokes about that f- 10 years later? Are we still get doing the SB2K thing? Do you think they'll, um, they'll um, erase out Smiley? Yeah. <laughs> Smiley going to be like a... Walking, I don't want to get me. We don't need to take shots at Smiley first. I'm not taking Smiley. I know. I was about to, and I stopped myself. I stopped myself. That was was, not a shot at Smiley. It was just an honest question. Poor old Smiley. All right, Bryson, DJ, and Rose. Next feature group. So it looks like we're gonna get. We're gonna be able to see Thick Boy. I mean, I DJ looked kind of thick at at uh, Seminole. Oh yeah, I was wondering like if he was yeah That's seeing Bryce's ball speed, I, ball speed envy. I think this is going to be a thing. Like that, that there's that Patrick Cantlay picture where he no, was, I haven't he, seen it. It was from the match he played the practice round with uh, some of the guys before. Uh huh. And uh-huh. and he looked, he just looked so thick. Husky. <laughs> like I I couldn't I couldn't believe it was him. Uh. See, uh, speaking of Bryson, he and Poulter did some some interview. I think it was with that Connor Moore, Connor Sketches, and he just took a complete bashing to Bryson. Really? Mocking him. He goes, the spritzer, air density, blah, blah. Like, come on, will you just hit the fucking ball? Poulter taking a run at Bryson. I, as um, I've aged, I've really gained a, a high level of appreciation for Poulter. You do seem his, to be a Poults guy. I, uh, I don't like a lot of th- the way he treats people generally isn't good, but yeah. I, I do I do appreciate his uh, candor. 
He loves to tweet about, you know, the guy who cleaned his pool didn't do it right or the airlines screwed up his ticket and his nanny can't sit first class. But you know, here's what I'll say. He's at least honest. He's forthcoming with his opinion. So so few people on the PGA Tour actually tell you what they think. He does. <laughs> he tells you when he's mad at, at the, the, the tour volunteers for telling him that he's in the Masters when he wasn't, you know. Do we know what Rose is playing now? I think he's free agent. It's probably Taylor Rain. It's got to be, right? What if he kept a piece of Anma? Maybe he keeps the bag with the feet on it? Probably not. I think uh, that, I don't think that was an amicable breakup. It does sound like Anma got their money back, as they probably should. But uh, And then last featured group I see, Phil Mickelson, Kevin Na, defending champ, Gary Woodland. He's not going to roll up in his challenger? Or no, his caddy has it. He doesn't have it. I think Kenny that's a strange. That's a strange one. Featured group. Yeah. Why? It's just really strange. You got like Phil, who's seventieth in the world. Obviously, Nas in there because he's a defending champ. And then Gary Woodland. Like, how did they pick Woodland? Defending U.S. Open like, champion. Keep in mind, Remember when Gary, you lost in, your mind? Keep in mind, when Gary Woodland, Woodland wasn't in a featured group the week after he won the U.S. Open. So his first the, event back. So it's of, just odd that he's in this week. Why is he in this week? That was one of the angriest moments on this podcast. And that, that was incredibly disrespectful. <laughs> so those are your feature groups. We don't yet have Fan Vote Friday ballots. Uh, recording this early, but we will be sure to... Uh, Pop those on our Instagram page or, or Twitter, or, you know, try to you know, jump wait. back into the voting. Are we doing I, Fan Vote Friday Jr.? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. That might be a little premature. Let's 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 we'll pace see. ourselves. We'll see. We could. I mean, we could do it. It could be a, good, a great way to transition a, a, a flashlight into David Frost. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe we'll do they, that they, programming Frost, meeting here. In the... David Frost, Frost would have to win the vote. That's the important thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know. All right, your feature groups. Let's do our one and dones. Do you know, I, I have no, I can't find the list. I'm not sure who I've picked so far. A lot of options for one and dones. This is a, not to get into, you know, the nitty gritty of it, but it's a course where shorter hitters can compete. They're yeah. not immediately, you know, ruled out by virtue of their driving distance at the, as they are at so many. This is where we heard nah. Talk about this last year, right? After coming off of Beth Page, he's like, I, I started that week pretty much knowing I could not win. Oh, we're getting late breaking news here. I think we just got our our, our featured, our featured groups. groups. Yes. Oh, yes. PGA Tour Live featured groups. I, I, I'm, I'm opening them right now. So Thursday is DJ Rose, Bryson, Nah, Woodland, Phil, right away. Your group you're just shitting on. Thursday morning. Uh and then Friday is JT, Ricky, Jordan, Rory, Brooks, Rom. There's no fan vote Friday. What? what the hell is going on here? I don't see a vote. Democracy is dead. Maybe they, what is happening? Maybe it's because they got a new Twitter activation that they dropped this. This could be you all. Talk about the... They, they want to. They want to get. They're trying to trying to ice us out. They're trying what to is ice this the people out? Autocratic move. There's no fan vote Friday. They're using the pandemic as cover to eliminate democracy. The people's voice, the will of the people will not be heard anymore. It's, it's what shame. is this? I was looking for Tyler Duncan to go up against Ricky and <laughs> Spieth this week. See who would win. 
Ricky's on Friday, of course. Ricky tour live, right, right back into it. Uh, that, so that's it, it. How would you feel? You know, like I think that it's kind of like, um, you know, it, if I was an agent and my player played a lot on 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 PGA Tour Live, I'd use that as a selling point to get more money for my, you know, my player. How would you feel if you're you have like a good example, Patrick Reed? He's the seventh ranked player in the world. Yeah, he's playing better golf than Ricky Fowler is at this point in his career, and he doesn't get fan vote for. He doesn't get in PGA Tour live groups. Like, I would love to know if there's any, you know, animosity or you know, contingent of tour players that kind of get bothered by you know, it's just essentially a popularity contest because in turn it it impacts like. It's partly a popularity contest because that's the players we the players we see the most, where fans like the most, right? Yeah. Granted, yeah. you know, the more you see Patrick Reed, the the less you like him. But um, you know, for a lot of other players. Yep. So do you want to do about this this PGA Tour Live thing they're doing? Yes. Now? Sure. Should we do it now and then we'll do one and Duns eventually? Yeah. So they're in a way, it looks like a sort of a spinoff of you know the national championship college football they do espn does multicast they've got like the coaches film room stream and the you know their millennial personality stream and stuff like that this looks like a version of that so they're doing a multicast on pga tour live they'll have a cbs sports guys which is danny cannell charles davis i've always wanted danny cannell's thoughts on golf uh, Sky Sports, Kevin Peterson, and Connor Moore. I was thinking, I I couldn't can't wait for so many of these people. Like this is, you know what this is? This it is, looks like a make good for partners. I don't know, maybe not. I don't know what's I going think, on. I think this is a this is what we're going to begin to see is the the bad fallout from the match. Them trying to take be like, oh, the match works so well because of you know Russell Wilson calling in. So. Let's get Danny Cannell in. The match worked so well because Charles Barkley is one of one. Yes, I know. And you can't. And bringing the person who finished T five on The Bachelor five years ago is not like Charles Barkley. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just it's not. It's not replicable in that way. Charles Barkley is good in almost any setting. That's why it works. Just bring some bachelor or I don't know influencer on. I don't know that that like it's it's not the same dynamic. You can't replicate that. No, so, no. Um, so we've got uh, the Charles sc- Charles Barkley. Like it's important to note that Charles Barkley is going to go down as one of the greatest sports media figures of all time, as well as being one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah, you could throw him in. Was so that many your sis- controversial opinion? Hot take? No, that, but I know I'm kidding. All these other people are not Charles Barkley, just like yeah, you were saying. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, this one I actually don't mind. It seems interesting. Henny Zool and Eddie Pepperell, players, people have played the game. Maybe Pepperell just starts taking, you know, shit on the PGA Tour. He often does. He often pokes the PGA Tour. He pokes Bryson. He pokes, you know. I like to, be I, there's some people I liked on here. I liked Pepperell. I think that's like a great, you know, that could be a really good ad in there. 
the Ledbetters are doing Golf Digest. So this is all partners. Again, partners. Uh, Action Network, another partner. We got Darren Rovell, who... I mean, I need to abstain. I need to... Jer- Darren Ravel, Jason Sobel, and Guest is all I see. Annika Sorensen? Ravel really like good. hates golf. Ravel's always like saying the PGA Tour sucks and Tiger is the golden goose and there's nothing after that. Like Darren Ravel, there are a lot of re- Twitter receipts of him not being the sharpest, you know, swiftest deer in the forest, but he, now he's calling golf. Uh, LPGA, that's cool. Annika played this event with Brittany Lincecum. Celebrity stream. The Darius Rucker. God. Kaboom. Kaboom Rucker. General, general uh, four-star general Darius Rucker, Rucker from the PXG Army. And Golden Tate. Uh, Dude Perfect is another celebrity stream. That's for the, the kids, maybe. I don't know. Who shouldn't be on Twitter anyways watching this. And uh, another celebrity stream. Paige Sporanic and Wells Adams. Is so Wells Adams, is he the bachelor guy? Yes. Oh, my God. I think that's right. I don't know who. I mean, I yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, I don't know who this is. Um, who, 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 who's this going to draw in? I don't know. I don't know if there's a bunch of, like, uh, bachelor fans that are. Start scouring the internet looking well, for, this is uh, my, my for th- PGA, to watch PGA Tour uh, streams that are being broadcasted by uh, Wells. Or uh, I don't know that there's, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know enough to, to These comment. People aren't about coming back. Of, They're but, not coming back. They're watching it for five minutes. They're never going to watch it again. These are. This isn't like expanding the bucket. There's nothing's happened. Like focus on your core product, core audience. Do you think we should have got a stream? No, no, I don't think we should have. We would have just been talking about Franklin carpeting the whole time. Where's Tucker Watkins? Why isn't Quad Love here? They, no, I'm kidding. Of course, we just shouldn't have gotten one. All right. But maybe we should do our own. We could. Should we do our own Zoom? We could do our own Zoom. While, while PJ Tour Live's on? Another programming meeting here. We've already done FanVos Friday. We will. We'll go okay. up against it and compare numbers. There are two right. million followers versus our, uh, you know, Small, small, uh, small audience. All right. Any other reaction to this? No, I don't. No, I, I don't think have they're any. trying big. They're taking big swings or swings of any kind. It's golf's return. They want to do different things. That's fine. Whatever. It's not replicable with Charles Barkley. You know. So. All right. Those are your featured groups. That's your PGA Tour live setup. It's good to have golf back, and they are uh, going big with it. Let's do one and dones. Who do you like this week? Again, smaller hitters. It's a uh, have a chance here. It's it's hard uh, because you have you have no clue what's going on. You, yeah. you who knows if some of these guys have practiced? Like you know, yeah. Have they practiced? Have they? What have they been doing during their break? So with that in mind, I'm taking Scotty Scheffler, who played really well in those Merido things. He's playing oh great golf. He's one of the best young players on tour. He's hung, hungry. 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 Yeah. He's 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 a hungry guy. I uh and and he's a local. Yep. So Great pick. I'm I'm taking Scheffler. This is an important pick. Last time I was in a similar situation in my personal one and done league. Jordan Spieth really burned me, so I wasn't going down that road again. Who you you took Spieth here? No, or that what? was last year at the last tournament of the year. 
knocked me when out. When was that, pocket. Wyndham? Yeah. Oh, he just <laughs> couldn't find the club face. That's when I fully realized how big of yips he has. Yeah. All right, I'm also going the local route, like Scheffler, even more local. Ryan Palmer, oh, who I think is a member at Colonial. His caddy is a, cl- his caddy is a club champ. You know, just all these cliche dumb things they say on a broadcast because we don't know. You just you're just thr- he's played well here a bunch. He's a member. He knows the course. He's probably been playing there in the off the layoff here. Um, and yeah, he he knows what he's doing. He knows the course well, and we're just kind of. Look, we're not handicappers. We know even less this time around. There's no real form to go on. Some guys might be overweight. Some guys might be, you know, out of shape, don't have their feels or release patterns. I'm going with Ryan Palmer. Hey, I got a newsflash. Most guys that do picks aren't handicappers either. (laughs) It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Okay, let's do some quick uh, broadcast details. We talked about the multicast, but uh, on the CBS and, you know, TV front, uh, it sounds like Jim Nance will be there. Nick Faldo, Frank Nablo, Ian Baker Finch are at Golf Channel Studios in Orlando. Studio On AP. S- uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. If the- yeah, they may be in there. Uh, so Nance on the ground is Nance, Dottie Pepper, Mark Immelman. Sounds like they have about as much equipment as normal, but half the people. Uh Nance is in a tower by himself. They're trying with the tours, co-op, you know, cooperation and encouragement to get as many players mic'd up as possible. JT has already come out here on Tuesday morning saying he's never doing that and won't be doing that. Uh, and then there's this confessional booth where I think it's they hit a tee shot and they go into some booth and talk about how, I don't know, got in a fight with their wife last night because she's mad about a $10,000 bracelet. I don't know what Rory Sabatini would confess to. I think it's just a way to interview him without getting close, right? Or ask him a question or two without getting close. There were a lot of jokes about it, but it makes sense somewhat. I don't know about in the course of play. Do you have any reaction to some of these broadcast details? First off, it is like a monumental challenge for them just trying to figure it out. So yes. not to, we're not... I think we need to give them leeway here on, on trying to sort through this. Sean McManus of CBS, a lot of people are having fun with his conference call, but he was like, this is the most complicated thing we've ever done. I've done Super Bowls. I've done all sorts of stuff. So. I think, I think obviously, it's going to be very difficult. You're trying to do... You're trying to provide the best product with half the people. It, it could simplify some stuff. I think it could make things a lot more complex as well. Um, mm-hmm. The mic players... I heard, I saw that Ricky said he would do it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's riveting. I, well, I think it's cool. We saw, like, it's better than nothing. I think this is one I of, like, guess. this is one of the big things. He's that complete could... dial tone. It's seminal, as to use your joke. Dial tone. I mean, it's good, better good, than uh, not. Good having, on Ricky for agreeing to it. Having yeah. the option is, is a wonderful thing. Um, sure. Having the sure. ability to cut to that audio is a wonderful i think tool for the broadcast now it it requires work and it would take them probably a while to figure out exactly how the best way to implement this stuff is so yeah you know i don't think you don't expect to see it like and everybody's going to be complaining on twitter on saturday and sunday i just you know I already well that's that's prepared. bullshit but that's like bullshit it's not i i i'm sorry we're not trying to provide you know safety and cover here for the broadcast but like Let's just ease our way into it before we start firing off 
you know, oh, that interview <laughs> sucked. They missed that shot. I, I look, we tend to be critical here, but I, I don't know. They're, they're working with nobody, half the staff on there. So and, try uh, to figure it out. So I think I think that's neat. I think this is a it's going to be a big divide. It's a huge ocean to broach, and I think a lot of sports organizations broach. deal with this. Is you know the NBA? I know one of the big things, and their comeback has been centered around what are they going to do with cameras and mics in these empty gyms because they're going to pick up all this audio that they might the players and the coaches don't want them to pick up. They don't want yeah. you know they don't want somebody saying this guy can't shoot. Don't guard him. You know, that's yeah, like not yeah. something they want out there in the public. They don't want to hear trash talk between players like they. And I think that's, you know, thinking about it, golf would be a, a so much more compelling television product with players spiked. I mean, there's yep. no debating yep. that. But yeah. there there aren't owners that are pushing the players saying you're going to make more money if you're mic'd up. You know, there aren't and there isn't somebody saying this is enormously better for the product. Better yeah. for the product means bigger prize pools, more sponsors, everything. There, There isn't the counter pushing the players like in JT's situation. And also there's, you know, it, it, it also puts the players at risk to say something stupid. And if they say something stupid, as we've seen with you know, different situations that can cost them millions of dollars in sponsorships, you know? So especially now more so than ever with, with everything going on in the world, there's more opportunity to say something dumb, you know, and we see it with all sorts of people across the, across the world right now. So I get it on both sides of the coin. It, It would be monumental, but at the same time, if you're a player and you're not incentivized to do it, why would you do it? Yeah. Well, maybe just don't be an idiot. Maybe be smart. It's it's know? hard though. Like you know, like maybe you're just dumb. Maybe you, you play, are well, an underlying idiot. If you play tournament idiot. golf, like I, if if I play tournament golf, I spend the whole day swearing at myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like if I'm on a mic, they just hear me. They hear me calling myself an idiot all all day long. All the people hear us doing that on this show. Yeah. Three times a week. Okay. Uh, anything else on the broadcast? What do you think? I thought, what do I think about what? The broadcast overall? What do you think about the uh, confession box? I don't know. I think they're trying to figure out how to talk to the players without getting close to them. I think it's interesting. Mid-round. Is that your understanding? It was like in yeah. the middle of the round. Sure. Where's Try the box? It. Where's the box located? I don't know. Has it been sold? A sponsorship sold on it yet? I assume it's like a photo booth, and they duck into it. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's branded all hell. I'm sure it will be. Um, I assume it's just like a photo booth type thing. They duck in and they talk, and they put a. Are they talking to somebody? I think they're talking to Nance, right? I would imagine. I don't know. Uh, I think it's fine. Try something. Take a swing. It's. It, this is an opportunity to do it. Hopefully, they. You know. This is the time to try to implement as many changes as you can, whether that's pace of play, you know, TV, anything like that. Uh, I thought Jim Dance's quote was pretty impressive. I think they understand the weight of this moment and the first uh, kind of return, first event, first week. Uh, this this hit home with me. Tonally, we have to get this right. And he's speaking now about the uh, what's going on in the country right now with uh, you know, calls for, you know, police to be defunded, the the protests, 
uh, you know, systemic racism, the, the police brutality. Like he's talking about what the trouble and the conflict in this country right now. Tonally, we have to get this right. I consider this to be perhaps the most important moment in this country in my lifetime. He's not a young pup, Jim Nance. We can't let this opportunity pass without real and meaningful progress when it comes to equality, diversity, justice, love, and empathy. And I hope to express that at the top. This is not going to be something that's going to be a three-hour commentary on my part. It's just bringing us on the air, looking at the landscape of the golf tournament and where we are in the world. And we are here at this moment in time, understanding sports is a wonderful form of escape for people. Perhaps... Again, perhaps the most important moment in this country in my lifetime. That's Jim Nance. So uh, I think they're going into it, understanding that with the, with the, you know, understanding it's escapism in a way, but also, uh, you know, a serious tone of some, some level of responsibility of their place in what of, of far more serious matters going on. I thought that was an impressive yeah. quote from Jim Nance, not tone deaf. Um, okay. Anything else on the coverage? I don't. I I got nothing else. Will we we'll see anything with no fans impact? Will we see lost balls? Will we see you I know think guys we could get better camera? I think the cameras could be better. There's no nothing. It's it's harder. Think about being a cameraman with galleries, like getting around and everything's going to be so much easier for these guys. Do you think the tour is going to set it up as benign as possible first time back? I mean, this is, of course, where they often go low anyways. You know, 20 under, places like that. I heard scores it's like really that win. firm and fast right now. Cool. Cool. I think, I, I mean, so there's something with the I, the the grandstands. And, you know, Joel Damon, good yep. guy, um, has been very outspoken about it not being a When you say good guy, that usually means you're coming with the the left hook from the other side or the hammer over the top. When, <laughs> when you preface, good guy, having, the hammer's coming down to the next sentence. Having said okay. that, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he's been very outspoken saying like, I don't even notice grandstands. I, I don't even know they're there. And it's like Jim Furyk, on the other hand, has been like, I don't even know what's over some greens on tour because there's always a big grandstand there. and My ball never has a chance to go there. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about that. It's like, all, especially at a place like Colonial, the worst place you can miss is long. At, yeah. uh, at old school golf courses in general, you just can't yeah. miss long. And when you got a big stand up behind it, you can't. It's not possible to miss long. So right. we might see some people get into some really obscure places. But furthermore, if there's a back pin and you're not sure about the 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 lie, we might see guys that all of a sudden can't be as aggressive and they're they're adjusting their targets to where they're aiming five yards shorter than they would have if there was a giant grandstand behind the green. So I think it's going to have a sizable impact. I don't know if we're going to be able to measure it. Who knows? We're going to see some, I think we'll see more lost balls than we usually do. But I think the biggest thing, everybody's going to look at scoring average, but I what I would be looking at to measure just on the grandstand side is proximity to the hole. That's, I think, the way you could um, feasibly measure it. And, and you could see guys being a little bit more conservative than they would have been on certain holes with grandstands around the greens. Maybe suss out if there is an impact happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, do you think we get lost balls because there aren't fans there? Yes. I, I, they're marshal spaced out. I don't know how that's going to work. Well, the other thing, too, is like 
if you miss a fairway by three yards on tour, you're in worse shape than if you miss a fairway by 15 yep. and you're in the yep. trampled down rough. You're, uh, we're right. not going to have trampled down rough. That's the right. other thing. Like missing big is, is not going to be a benefit as it is in, in certain cases on tour. One other thing with uh, then like the testing, the measurements in place. Um, I I don't know that like like when we're watching from afar, there's going to be that. Uh, you know, besides having no fans, you're not talking about CT tests, right? No, CT tests that doesn't exist in this world. Doesn't exist on the. What happened to that? Wasn't that supposed to start this year? You know how many people, casual betters, are gambling on a sport that has no equipment testing. Oversight is just completely it's, lax. It's unfucking believable. <laughs> like it's absolutely like imagine b- gambling on on uh, on like Olympic swimming when with and people are allowed to do whatever they want to their body. That's what they, they these golfers can do with their golf clubs right now. Not their body. Their body is getting tested. Yes. For certain things, right? COVID among them, but also performance enhancers. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a good analogy. I'm trying to think of like, you know, juiced up bats, balls, whatever. I don't know what it would be in football. Super glue on your gloves. I'm not sure what it would be. But yeah, the the, the oversight is a little um skimpy. Uh but other than that, like in terms of seeing like that this is being Will you be able to tell this is golf in a pandemic other than the fact that there are no fans? I don't know. You know, there's bunker rakes. Everybody's pulling the flag. Everything's kind of proceeding as normal. Um, I do have some questions about the the level of testing as Texas, I think, had their highest number of hospitalizations ever yesterday. I This is not to say I, I don't. This isn't to say golf should come back or we should be locked down, all that like that is what it is. I'm okay with sort of how we've evolved, uh, taking on this, this pandemic. Uh, it's just interesting. Like uh, that, that comes out the day before it, uh, golf returns. So I think, um, this, I think this thing is that there, I think what I'm interested to see is the public reaction to positive tests because they're going to happen. And the yeah. tour, the, I mean, the, Alabama had football players as soon as they came back, five test positive. Oklahoma State, like, it's, that's just happening. And now, do we, maybe we're not, we have some sort of grounding when we see a positive test compared to March, right? When a positive test was sort of a freak out. But go ahead. What, what do you think the reaction is going to be when there are positive tests? Well, that's what's going to be the thing to watch here is, and I, I think they're, the PGA Tour is not publicizing positive tests. I think we're going. It's going to be on journalists to expose public tests, which, from, un, you know, I don't have any confirmed reports, but I believe that there have been positive tests. And we um, haven't heard about them, or we haven't heard about them in a. We have public, not heard about them in publicly, sphere. and I think that's actually kind of like my biggest problem with this whole thing. Is, you doing some gumshoe reporting over there? You you pounding the pavement? Getting? I am you know? making some phone calls. I'm knocking on doors. I'm I'm uh, okay. But I think my biggest issue with this whole return is the lack of uh, public knowledge because 
you know, if a player tests positive and is on site, you know, they they don't get you'll just see that they'll WD, you know, and I think that's so, one way that we're going to that people are going to be able to pull this out is looking at WDs at in both at both the Corn Ferry events and the PGA Tour events like mysterious WDs. Um yeah. but when when that's the case, I think there's a uh, moral and and public obligation to inform because, you know, what about the hotel staff at at the hotel that player's staying at? What about the room the room service staff that served them food? You know, they all of a sudden or clean their room. That those people are put at risk and and it this is a this is something that that those people deserve to know if 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 a player tests positively would you agree with that um i agree with it that that gets dicey with all the hipaa and you know per- privacy about personal health privacy laws and matters like i think there's a fine line you got to walk there but there's also a greater public health um uh, need to i it's just i don't know i i don't know how to i've gone back and forth on this thing so many times right um but it's it's i don't think they're being lax here but you listen to oh my god i almost just said scott but you listen to keith pelly on the uh mckellar podcast he's like we're gonna have 500 people there as opposed to 1100 here everyone will be tested as opposed to 400 whatever 40 percent tested and it's a different approach i'm not saying one's better but certainly the the euro tour seems to be they have a much more international um makeup of their tour but they do seem to be more approaching this in a more strict and cautious way and it just doesn't mean it's feasible you know it's not we play a tournament in texas and fly to south carolina it's it's it would be like we play a tournament in fort worth and we drive to austin if yeah. if you wanted to make it in U.S. terms, what they're doing with their their, you know, you could have if you wanted to do this, they could have done two Dallas tournaments, as a, a Austin tournament, a San Antonio tournament, a Houston tournament, and and knocked out the first five weeks without them ever having to make more than a three hour drive. Would have been big for Sergio, big tax. Would have been big for a, a lot, but but that's that's kind of where. I guess I I'm like really excited that it's coming back. I'm I'm and I think I I'm ha- I'm happy with a, a lot of the things in place, but I just I keep going back to like what happens if 15 players that's that's the thing is is how is the public reaction going to be? If te- the larger if public reaction, yes. not the golf fan. Not the golf, the fan. news, yeah. the sports world, larger. Okay, and then and it, then what happens? You know, if this if this if something happens, and this is obviously with all the things that have happened in the world, I don't think it's like tin hat. But if something happens, and it and it, how long are we without golf then? Yeah, because that yeah. that is the other thing, and we might be out of golf for a long time. Like, and I don't want to sound like a negative. I'm I'm. I think everybody could hear we're very excited about this coming back. Yeah, we're re- we're happy to be doing normal podcasts again. You know, a normal p- tournament preview, so to speak, podcast. But so. it's impossible to do, talk about this tournament without, you know, that this is the a, risks. It's a, it's a huge moment for all of sports and yeah. in the country, not just yep. the PGA Tour. Yep. And I I think that a lot of other leagues are taking much stricter 
procedures in coming back. Okay. Let's wrap it up. We are excited to have golf back. This is fantastic. We can't wait to talk about it on Friday. Have a little fun with it. Keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes open for all the shotgun start goodies that usually pop up in the course of the first two rounds of a, a tournament, especially one this loaded. It's it's just it's come together really well for them with this field, this venue, this tournament. I, I think it's you know it, it whets my appetite for sure. What's my whistle? Is that the phrase? Um, but I don't think like just, you know, before we all, I, I wanted to close with this anyways, before we just jump back into celebrating and having fun on Twitter, I, I think like, you know, we do need to be reflective for a second on who we've lost, what we've lost and like what has happened in this time. Um, doesn't mean you need to be down about it, just reflective. Uh, and, uh, then we'll get back before we do start doing the whole week to week tour thing. I think it's important to do that. All right. Any other thoughts? Nothing else. I'm you excited. Good? Can't wait for Thursday. I'm gonna fire Can't up PGA wait. Tour Live if the app works on my Apple TV. You gonna watch the Wells guy? Watch that one. No, The Bachelor. You want to get his take on, you know, Mrs. Uh, Friday might be interested. Ricky. Well, that's what they're going for. Maybe that new audience that will never come back again. I don't think she'd even be interested in that. You think honest. Wells? What's what's his opinion on Ricky's putting stroke? Does he have Skip Bayless opinion? Too short to win. Too short to physically too short. Possibly. All right. Everyone enjoy your hump days. We will enjoy your Friday juniors. We'll be back Friday talking, reacting to PGA Tour golf. Thanks for sticking with us during this golfless time. Mm-hmm.